Welcome to Let's Talk Football with me, Chris. And me, Richard. The podcast bringing you the latest in football news every week. We discuss all the big talking points from the world of football and preview all the action in the week to come. In this week's podcast, Brendan Rodgers and Graham Potter are the next men to lose their Premier League jobs after their teams lose again. Manchester City stick four past a poor Liverpool. Arsenal do the same to Leeds. And Newcastle beat United at St James's Park. Lots to talk about this week. Plenty of stuff and even some breaking news before we go on air as well to discuss. So, let's talk football. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, everybody. So, the first thing I just saw, actually, before we went live, before we started recording, was Mitrovic has got his ban. Oh, yes. Announced. Yeah, eight games. Eight game ban. Mitrovic for that moment of madness. Yeah. I think it was for the whole thing. I don't think it's just for the... No, it's not just for the shove on the referee, no. It's the aggressiveness that came with it, I think. Uh, Marco Silva's also obviously had his suspension announced as well. Two-game ban as well, I think. Yep, so he won't be on the sideline for a couple of games either, which is big for Fulham, really. They've had a really good season. Yep. And this might just derail their hopes. Well, I mean, it's practically ended Mitrovic's season. Yeah, because he'll get what one two games to play. Two probably. games left. Yeah. And they dropped down to tenth as well in the league after the latest round. Yeah. So uh not ideal, not ideal. No, but I think they'll just be happy that they've you know, they're in the Premier League. They're gonna season. survive. Yeah. Which is what they haven't done, to be honest, have they the last few years? No, last few times it's been up, down, up, down. So, yeah. yeah. Get themselves back in and stay in. It'll be interesting to see what they do in the summer. I mean, they're still above Chelsea. They are still above Chelsea. Speaking of Chelsea, Graham Potter. The car crash that was expected to happen has happened. Has happened, yeah. It was inevitable, I think, over the last few weeks. thing is, I thought he'd started to get something out of them. Yeah, he started to get a tune out of them. They started to play better. They started to win, yeah. more importantly. And, and then... Yeah, to be fair, they they drew and then they lost. Yeah. So it does seem a little bit of a surprise that they've done it. Maybe uh, it's the league position that's forced them to do it. I think. I think. Obviously, it is because he he got them through to the quarterfinals. Quarterfinals. Yeah. Yeah. So it's obviously the league that they're not happy with the way that the team are performing. Yeah. But we all know. I mean. There's a lot of sympathy going around, or empathy, I should say, rather than sympathy for uh, Graham Potter, because everyone knows the situation that he was put into. Yeah, he was just given a truckload of players and told to deal with it. Yeah. And uh, Bizarre. I don't know what's going on. I think I saw, I saw somewhere, someone said it reminded them a lot of when Abramovich first went into Chelsea with Ranieri. Yeah. yeah and what happened to Ranieri, they bought, they bought all those players that summer and said, here you go, Claudio, do something with that. Yeah. And it was like, well, and to be fair to Claudio, he was given time to do that. But he was to a degree. He didn't, but he didn't, he didn't, he didn't go to the end still. of the season, did he? No. Yeah. Whereas Maybe Graham's only lasted six months. Yeah. And you feel sorry for him. Yeah, really do. Yeah, you do a bit. It was just a really tough situation, I think, for any manager to go into, let alone, you know, one with fairly inex well, with a fair amount of inexperience at that level with that level of player. Manage, yeah, I was going to say, particularly managing a group of egos. Yeah. 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 You've, you've so got to have a hard skin to do that. Interesting to see. Obviously, the man we were talking about possibly going to Tottenham is now heavily linked with going to Chelsea. 
Yep. He's also heavily linked to going everywhere at the minute, Nagelsmann. I mean, the managerial merry-go-round in the summer is going to be fascinating. It really will be. Um, I think a lot of what Nagelsmann decided... Because Chelsea are going to struggle, obviously, because Nagelsmann technically still works for Bayern. Yeah, they can pay him out of his contract if yeah. they want to. Obviously, he's on gardening leave, technically. But so yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's still under less contract. in the summer than what they're paying now, is what I understand. Yeah. The question and is then, for me: Would Julian Nagelsmann want to go and manage Chelsea? Well, money talks. But yeah. then on the off, on the flip side of that, in if fairness, I'm, if you get sacked I'm, after six months, you get a twenty million pound payout. So, yes. <laughs> so you're laughing, if, if really. I'm, if Ancelotti leaves Madrid, then it, it becomes a different. If Ancelotti leaves Madrid, that opens the game up completely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and to be honest, we talked about it last week, but that is probably one of the main reasons Bayern made their move for Tuchel now. Yes. Yeah, to get the man they wanted. Yeah. Yeah, rather than potentially lose out on him in the summer. Yeah. But yeah, uh, tough one for. Graham Potter, um, obviously Villa played very well at Stamford Bridge at the weekend and they have been, you know, since Emery's come in. Well, once they got the first goal, well. you never, it never looked like they were going to lose the game. Villa. Yeah, I mean, they, they struggled, they struggled really to create anything of, I mean, they had a lot of the ball, Chelsea, they did have some shots, mm. but none of them were necessarily I mean, Mudrick's one was awful. Oh, yes. Awful. It's like, just yeah. take another touch. You didn't need to hit yeah. it that early. No, it's true. And to be fair, Villa, every time they broke forward, they looked like they were going to score another one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was a... Uh, and John McGinn's goal, very, very open. Very good goal, John McGinn's goal. Yeah. yeah. I think as well, I think Chelsea, obviously they're without Thiago Silva at the minute. Yeah. And that's a big loss, I think. You know, he is... I mean, as experienced as Koulibaly he is at this stage, he's not very... He has, a, he he has just, a moment yeah, in it. Yeah. He does, doesn't he? And it's yeah. doesn't quite work. But you know, Chelsea fans probably look at the team and think you're playing Loftus Cheek as a wing back. Yeah. Reese James as a right side centre back. Yeah. You're not getting the best out of Reese James in that situation. No, same with Cucurella on the other side, technically. Yeah. Cucurella as well playing as a left side, you know, so you've you've only really got one out central defender yeah. in there. And it's not as if you haven't got options in there. No. You know, to be able to bring in, which the whole thing just seemed a bit strange to me. Yeah. That they went down that route. But then um, it was working, as we said earlier. It started yeah. to work. It start, you started to see Chelsea playing better football. Oh, yeah. But they got caught out. And, but uh, Villa played very, very well. Mm -hmm. Needed win for Villa. Yeah. It kind of puts them into that. Well, they're we're safe okay now, aren't they? Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. I mean, they, they might well be looking upwards, Aston Villa. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, they're only, what? Two points away from two Brighton, points. Or, albeit they've yeah. got games in hand. But, yeah. Absolutely. They are making a late push for Europe. Definitely. Uh, the other one, then, let's talk about Leicester. Brendan Rodgers, who has had a really tough time with that Leicester team this season. Yeah. I um, was surprised by this. I was a little bit. I was surprised they've left it as long as they have. You know, they could have yeah. done they could have done this months ago, Leicester. But I yeah. don't understand the timing of it. I think in particular it was really bad since the World Cup for them though, hasn't it? You know what I mean? They they showed signs before the World Cup. Yeah, they were starting they? to improve and yeah. 
And then I think I think yeah. what might have been their turning point actually was James Madison getting injured at the World Cup. Yeah. Because he was the man, wasn't he, before the World Cup. He was their guy who was dragging them out of situations. He was in top form. And he got that injury at the World Cup yeah. while he was training. You know, I don't even, did, he, did he play in the World Cup? I don't he think he did, did he? a couple of minutes. Yeah, I'm sure he did. But so they've picked up anyway, two got, wins since the World got Cup. trained on there. Yeah, and they haven't... And, Obviously, he was missing for a few games, come back, hasn't quite been at the level that he was at. Yeah. And to be honest, given the lack of investment that Leicester had, they needed him to be at his best. Because, yep. you know, Vardy, as brilliant as he has been in the Premier League and brilliant for Leicester, he's reached that point in his career now where the goals are slowing up. His pace isn't quite what it used to be, you know, and that's what, that was his game. Yeah. Getting yeah, behind, behind use the pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's why the goals have probably slowed up for Jamie yeah. Vardy. And Pat Zaka, um, with all due respect to him, he's not on the same level as Jamie Vardy. Absolutely not. Neither is Iniacho. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they've had, you know, Tete came in and we thought, well, okay, they might have found someone else to support, but it really hasn't. No. It hasn't quite worked for him. I mean, I think the, quite well. Yeah. I just think that, but, you know, they're making Brendan Rodgers the scapegoat. He's a very experienced manager. So where do Leicester go for between now and the end of the season with this one? Well, they've done a temporary appointment of the, the two coaches that were left. Well, so in my eyes, what's the point? Yeah. They're still the same coaches. Yeah, they haven't were... appointed a permanent solution to the problem, much like we haven't, to be fair. Yeah. You know, you might as well have let him see out the season. Yeah. If, you... if, if, you're, if you're rolling the dice, but you're rolling the dice on two people that are already at the training ground training these players every yeah. day... What's the point? Obviously, by the sounds of it, Graham Potter was offered the job, but you didn't, wouldn't have known that at the time because Brendan Rodgers was sacked before Graham Potter was. Yeah. It just seems very bizarre because there's no one out there, really, who no. you would say... That can help him. Yeah. I mean, Claudio Ranieri was the first person that came to my mind. Yeah. That was probably the first thing I thought. They're going to go back to... They're gonna, they've seen what Crystal Palace have done and go... Let's get an old manager back. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> at this late, I mean, okay, they're not out of it, but the confidence is low. I just don't know. Yeah. You know, running area hasn't got necessarily the best of records when it comes to being down the bottom of the table. No, no. I mean, because he, he, oh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get absolutely hammered here, but I'm pretty sure it was Nigel Pearson, right? Who was in charge when they stayed up before they won the league, Correct. right? And then he took over because Pearson did the stupid stuff that he did. Yes. So, so Ranieri isn't necessarily your guy to get you out of a relegation battle. But then, how long do you give the interim pair? Do you give them a couple of games? I just, you just need to sort out whatever your solution is. Now, I think the problem that Leicester will have in bringing someone in is they get relegated. That individual might not want to manage in the championship, so you need to find someone who, you know, that or you. The thing is, if you offer someone a short-term deal to the end of the season, that's not good for the player. That's not necessarily going to help players. No. So you want to make a long-term appointment or, you know, someone who you could say, right, this is your manager now, deal with it, whatever happens. Yeah. It'll be odd. It's odd, really. I, I just don't know why. I don't know. I just don't know why they've pulled the plug on Brendan Rodgers, who's done a fantastic job for him, let's be honest. Yeah, FA Cup win. Over the last two or three years. Yeah. They have failed to invest in the team. Correct. You know, Brendan Rodgers, I'm pretty sure, knew this time was coming. Yeah. You know, Vardy had come to the end of his time. and 
and they have they haven't replaced them. Yeah, they just haven't, haven't replaced they them. Just haven't refreshed and, the squad enough. You know, and that might be because of the financial place that they find themselves in. Okay, yeah, fine. But then you but then you can't time. sack yeah. you can't sack your manager then and blame him for that yeah. when he hasn't really been given anything to spend no. massively to rejuvenate his squad to take to push them on and you can't be surprised you're in this situation no you really can't no but yeah so it was a, again a good win for uh for roy's crystal palace for roy's Roy palace his first game back roy of the palace helps breathe a bit of life it does into, into palace give him a give them bit a more of a gap. point cushion now <laughs> yeah four point gap rather than what it was before um, it's still so tight down the bottom. Oh, it still so is, isn't it? Tight. All the way down. Jesus. I mean, you... <laughs> Southampton are starting to get cut off, though, down there. Yeah. They're start... You're starting, you know, but again, they'll probably win next week and it'll all be fine. Yeah, the games are running out, as they say, for Southampton. Yeah, I mean, they lost to West Ham. Yeah, obviously big game. Sunday. Big game for them. And. Yeah. I, mean, but I think this is why it might be this tight at the minute because I think what we've had is a lot of the top half of the league play the lower half of the league and they haven't really played a lot of each other. No, no. In this second half of the season so far, I think that's why we're finding it so tight. I think now as they all start to play each other in the last ten games or so, you start to see how that where they are. It'll it'll break out. It'll it'll start to split up and we'll have probably maybe four or five. I think going into the the final. Three or four games, I think, Did where it'll start to the come West obvious Ham, now. Southampton game. Uh, I saw again. I saw bits of this one. Was, Did you see how out. long it took them? Uh, but to be fair, what well, for that offside? Yeah. It, it, to be fair, it was, there was a lot of players. There was to try and work but, it all through. I, I don't really blame them for that. It, I you do. had to get it right. Yeah, no. It, no, I'm I'm sorry. No, there was a lot of there, there was, was a lot of players to try and sort through to go right. Where are we going? Where's where's the player? Okay, let's there let's was, find it. But right, so you could count Declan Rice offside. The bloke behind him, I don't I can't remember what player it was. Offside. There was a one in. Can't front even of him. name the players. Offside. The can't only person the you had to look at was Aguirre because he was the yeah, bloke, he you was had the bloke f- that headed the ball in the net. Yeah, but you had to find him in there. You see, you could it was go easy right. to find. I see him straight away. Literally just looking at the through. still of it, you could see he was miles onside. Whatever. I can't be bothered <laughs> to argue with you. I can't be bothered. I genuinely can't be asked. Right. <laughs> Honestly. Where else are we going to go? Let's go to one of the most entertaining games. Before we get on to the title race, let's go on to one of the entertaining games for the weekend. Brighton-Brentford. Yep. Full of goals. Fantastic game of football. Yeah. Two sides Even had a late minute equaliser. Yeah, and, and that's what we're going to get from some of these teams now that are like, fine. You know, Brentford are okay. Yeah. Brighton are more than okay. You know, they're next to each other in the league. Um, Obviously, Brighton have got a couple of games in hand, but even with them, they'll stay in the same position. Even if they win those, not necessarily that they will. Uh, it, just, it just showed, obviously, ended 3-3, and that was probably yeah. the right result. Yeah, I think so. Definitely, I agree with that. Um, but yeah, it was just a very, very entertaining game. Back and forth. Ivan Tony gets another goal. Yeah. Uh, I always like it when I see Danny Welbeck on the score sheet. Mitoma's goal was very good. Just a long punt yeah, yeah. down the field. 
Yeah, just old school. I mean, it's not a very Brighton-esque goal, was it? But it was a good no, one. But the control from Matoma to then just loft it over the goalkeeper who was in no man's land. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful finish. Oh, um, so that was that was probably my game of the weekend. But then let's okay, go absolutely. then to the top of the table. Man City with a bit of a beating over Liverpool. Yeah. When you consider Liverpool went in front. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the thing is this, I mean, I've seen it already a, a few places. This discussion is only going to fuel the whole Man City are a better team without Haaland <laughs> conversation. You just, I, I've seen it already and I knew it was coming. Yeah. Because obviously they they were they did look very good though. City. They did. I mean, start the second half they just turned the wick up. Yeah, yeah. Well, but the thing is, it li- was literally straight away, didn't they? Yeah, and I would I wouldn't necessarily say that Alvarez was important in that build up play. I think if they come out and played that similar way of Haaland up front, you probably get the he probably goals. gets the goals rather than everyone else. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm. But they were very good in that second half, City. Yeah. They just took very the game slick, away from them. Very just sort of they just kept coming and coming and coming, which they do, Manchester yeah. City. When they get when they get you in that position, they go for the throat. Yeah. yeah, and it's just a reflection of where Liverpool find themselves this season again. I mean, obviously, you know, you can just look at let's look at the team. Yeah. You've got you've got what? Rodri, De Bruyne and Gundogan. Yeah. Against Elliot Fabinho. And Henderson. And Henderson. And aging Henderson, let's yeah. say. Because, you know, let's not disrespect him. Or Fabinho, for that matter. But, you know, they're coming to the end of... They, they've passed their best, probably, and, if and I'm Harvey if Elliott, being completely he's honest. a winger. He's not a central midfield player. Yeah, but he's playing in that three. I mean, technically, they're just... It's just going to... It's always going to... It's not oh, it's it's always going to end that way. Yeah. Yeah, you know. It doesn't matter what the top three are doing. Um, Obviously, Jack Grealish was having a field day with Alexander-Arnold. Down oh that yeah, side. he was running yeah. the show. He struggles, Trent, defensively, doesn't he? You know, yeah, he really does. He, he gets left. Thing is, he gets left exposed as well because Salah's never going to trap back. No, obviously, Harvey Elliott's yeah. not really built for that. So you you need Fabinho to go over there and cover it really. Yeah, and he's um, he's having to cover a lot of ground, Fabinho, as he is. Yeah, yeah, because you know they they find themselves exposed and they do it time and time again. Liverpool with. They keep trying to do this press play with the high line, but the midfield hasn't got the energy to get in the faces of them. And, you know, City are so good at moving the ball around you yeah, anyway. just picking them off. Yeah, It's just the gaps are just going to appear time and time again. Yeah. But it was a very important win for City. It keeps them in the hunt. I mean, everyone's saying oh, it's an eight-point gap, but City do have their game in hand. And they have to play Arsenal. And they've got to play Arsenal again. So, you know, you, I don't know how it all works out, but if, if City play that game in hand, get it down to five, beat Arsenal, it's down to two. Then they might feel the pressure. I don't think they're feeling it yeah. at the moment. They're not feeling it at the moment at all because, you know, I mean, let's go now and talk about that because they are looking very, very good. And Jesus being back in the team and amongst the goals, which he necessarily wasn't before, before the I World Cup, was he? Um, but getting a couple in this game... On his now that he's back, give him some confidence. But I I do, I do think they play better with him in the team. I mean, I know they haven't really missed him in so much that they've still been getting their results. But the way that he just presses and runs after them. I mean, they lost I mean, in Ketia to injury a little while ago, and yeah, and he was playing well in Ketia before that. Yeah. 
but actually you know with having jesus come back at that time it's kind of just worked out for him in some ways yeah. i mean obviously you'd like to have them both in your squad both available but if you if it's going to happen i mean at least one of them can't get upset if the other one's injured yeah. if you're yeah. injured you yeah. can't get upset that you're not in the team and looking at the guy who's who's in there because he's in form and you can't get in they're both going to get their game time because of it, but at the same time, you'd rather have both options available to you. I'm sure Arteta would say that. Goes without saying, really, but I said it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, very, very good. Again, Odegaard just <sighs> what a player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never say it, I know, but he is <laughs> he's such a good footballer. And Smith Rowe is starting to get back in the team again he now. Is, and... Yeah, I like him, Smith Rowe. Yeah, he got a few minutes again, didn't he, at the weekend? Leeds have got lots of injury problems. I know that isn't an excuse. That won't have helped the situation. But... It won't have helped the situation, but they haven't been good Leeds all season. And I, I do think, I do think they're in danger of going. You know, they just don't have that cutting edge that Rafinha gave them. Yeah, that little X factor, and they were, it was always going to be hard to replace that. You know, but they but didn't really replace it. No, the guy didn't that's even... come in, the Rutter, is it? A turn yeah. it I think we've hardly seen him. No, he's hardly played a game. I mean, he came on for, what, 15 minutes or so at the weekend? Yeah. It's like, mm, in fairness, I'm not calling the relegation battle at all at the moment. No, it's (laughs) It's hard to call. It's too early to call it. I still think Southampton are gone. Yeah. I'm calling Southampton. Okay. I'm I'm quite confident Southampton are probably going to go. Bournemouth, on the other hand. Bournemouth, obviously, we were talking about Fulham at the start. Got a big win, as Bournemouth did. Yeah. Looking good. Um, obviously, you, you fear the worst when they concede the first one. Andreas, I, lo- I like seeing that. Actually, nine players on score sheets. I don't know why. I just... So, oh, I'm doing them, well. So. <laughs> there, there's a load of them, to be fair. They're all over the place. Uh, Andreas Pereira. You know, and you fear the worst for Bournemouth because, you know, they're at home. They've conceded early. Yeah. But that second half performance, I thought, was really, really good. Yeah, really was, and they, you know, two very good goals from Tavernier, first and foremost. So the second you, goal it? is a scrappy one, but you yeah. need to be in there to to put it in the net. Well, that's it. And it was, you know, then we keep saying they need. I say, I feel like I'm saying about all the teams down the bottom, but they, they do that. need these wins. <laughs> and but they really did. Yeah. They really did. I think and if I think, you can you know, beat at this point, if you can beat a team in the top half. Yeah, that necessary. You might necessarily see that as a bonus point, rather. I think than... you might do. Yeah, but actually, I think it goes to show as well. Fulham, uh, Bournemouth are fighting for their lives. So Fulham are probably feeling a bit more comfortable with yeah. their position. Bournemouth's need was definitely greater than Fulham's. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's probably what you know. That's Tip that's what's drive probably yeah. driven to them be in fair, that second half. It would have been the same from the sidelines. Obviously, if you need. If you know you need a winner, you push that little bit harder. You chuck on that extra striker that you would exactly, probably have yeah. done if you're in mid-table. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so it went well for Bournemouth. They pull themselves out of the top three, uh, of the bottom three, I should say. Yeah. Uh, for the first in time in quite a while, Leeds dropped back down. But there's what four teams on twenty-seven points. Yeah, four teams on twenty-seven, including Everton. Although Everton, they have yeah. played a we- game more. Yeah, so let's talk about that game then, being as we're it. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's talk about that. Let's let's start with the Decorey red card. Yep. Yeah. Which has caused a lot of debate. It has. 
mainly around the way Harry Kane reacted. Yep, but if you had your someone well, hold, on, hold on, hold on, right. hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> no, I'm ready. I'm ready. I don't understand the debate. No, I don't. Because if that guy does that, yeah, he's gone down. If any other player in the Premier League does that, by the way, yeah, no one's saying this. No, no because it's Harry. A, in fact, there might be there might be a few. There might be a few. I might be I might be overegging it. Yeah, but. I think if the guy puts his fingers in your face like that, he's gonna hurt. You've got to, you've got. Well, forget that it hurts. You've got a right to milk that. Yeah. I don't think there's a player in the league necessarily who wouldn't. Mm. Yeah. You know, everyone say everyone keeps pointing out this Aaron Ramsdale one. Yeah. But I don't. Was that even in playtime? I'm not 100 percent sure. Or was that like a silly time of the game? But I was just like, do you know what? Fair play. Just like it's like yeah okay it's not it's not the most contact in the world I've ever seen. It was just the way that Seamus mm. Coleman stood over the top of him and was sort of shouting at him. Like yeah, yeah, you've raised I'm your not... hand to an opponent. It's a red card. He's, just stick his fingers in his face. I'm yeah. going down. I'll let the ref make the decision. Yeah. Well, Musa Dembele. I've got, I've did got no problem with it. Musa Dembele did that a few years ago and got like a six-game ban for that. Yeah. So we might not be seeing Abdullah Dekoro. Anytime soon. Well, we'll see. But I haven't got a problem. I, I've never had a problem no. with it. That's a, then, that's a shame. I was, I was, all, I was ready. I was up for it. No, I was, I was, I saw it all earlier, and I just thought that's only happening because it's Harry Kane. Yeah. This, this whole discussion is happening because it's going to make some headlines because he, because his name's Harry Kane. Yeah. Right, in fact, any other player, any any lower tier, any player under that top tier of players in the league does that. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. There, there's not a debate happening. It's a red card, just, and they just, just move never on. It's going to be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So then you get the goal. Yep. Against ten men. Yep. And you're thinking, right? Here we go then. Yep. Just see this, see this out now. Maybe get another one. Oh, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. You'd push for a play. second goal. You got to have a go, right? You're I playing mean, against ten absolutely. Men. You've got to go for an, a second goal. But that's not what Sterling no! did, though, was it? It's not what we bothered to do. We sat back. We sat back yeah. and we soaked up the pressure. I mean, you've got a really good defensive record this season. Oh, oh, well. oh mate. Oh, oh, no, no, you haven't. We are oh, in, no, we really bloody well haven't. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> 41 goals we've conceded now in the Premier League. Oh, that's a shocker. It's the same as Everton. Yeah. And yet we decided we'd sit back against 10 men. I like it. Utterly ridiculous. Utterly uh, what happened with Lucas? ridiculous. I missed what happened with Lucas Moura. Lucas Moura. I was... Michael took out nearly tried... I wasn't in the room. to end Michael Keane's career. He, right, he, okay. He was quite late on his ankle. But he was all right. But, he got up and scored. But, he was fine. I was about to say, was, was that the free kick that they got? Because I remember coming back in the room for the free kick. And seeing the goal. I mean, but I missed the red card. We have I didn't gone even bother to look back it after to either. Tottenham of 2008-2009 in the last month or so, where we yeah. don't concede tap-ins anymore. They're all from 25, 35, 40 yards, just flying in the bleeding top corner. Yep. That's good, that. I think, I think Tottenham have uh, done a very Tottenham thing. I mean, we had a perfect opportunity. People keep trying to tell. Well, you keep trying to tell me that's quite Spursy, isn't isn't a thing? But that was I, quite Spursy. I hate that expression. 
I but, hate it. But it is it is a real thing, right? I you've got to admit. Really hate that you've got expression. you've got to admit no, that it is a real thing, a right? We because are... that last night was very Spursy. We are. We like to. That, that was that was the definition of Spursy. I mean, it's almost like blowing a two-goal lead at Stamford Bridge when you potentially winning a, a league title. We have a tendency to tread on our own feet when things... It's like coming third in a two-horse race, that. It's Spursy. Not happy. Put it that way. <laughs> Not happy. I mean, if we're going to continue on the vein that we have last yep. night, or Monday night, whenever you listen to this, we might as well have stuck with the Italian fella. Because we're well, playing the well, same I mean, you've football. Got an Italian we're playing fella. exactly the same way. And I thought with getting rid of him, they might take the shackles off a little bit. We might play a little bit more dynamic. But no. We I mean, all... I, don't want, I don't want to worry you. Although I kind of do. <laughs> Brighton yeah. are seven points behind you with three games in hand. Yep. Now, granted, I think one of those is against us. So I hope they don't win one of those. And we're playing, that and could we be playing quite... at the weekend as well. Oh, okay. So actually, you don't, they don't need to win against us. Perfect. So... <laughs> I mean, that could be quite something. I mean... If that happens. We have the potential. I mean... Liverpool Liverpool could only be two points off you. Yeah. yeah. With their two games. But again, we've got... In fairness, we have a really interesting rest of April now. So we play yeah. Brighton Saturday. We've got mm -hmm. Brentford next week. We oh, play, that's hard. We play... Hold on. We play Newcastle the week after. Yeah, okay. We play that's Manchester be... United in the midweek of that week. Are we at your place or our place? No, you're at, we're at home. We're at home. Uh, no, it's a bit. And then we go to Anfield at the end of April. Oh, that's. Oh, you could. You le legitimately could be an eighth. Don't, don't tell me. <laughs> you legitimately could be an eighth place because you, you're literally playing the team. You've got Newcastle above you, then United, Brighton, Brentford, Liverpool. Yeah. That run. No, not Brentford. No, we play Brentford later in the season. Bournemouth. Oh, I thought you... No, Bournemouth. Oh, Bournemouth. I thought you said Brentford. No, Bournemouth. Okay, so you got Bournemouth. Yeah. Which is yeah. no guarantees we're going to win that at the moment. I mean, yeah, considering <laughs> what, what considering, Bournemouth did. Considering we've drew with Southampton, now we've drawn with Everton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you, 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 could, you could be in... I mean, we could, we could literally, literally... Com the wheel could completely come off the wagon. I mean, it, it might have already then. It might be the start. The, 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 the wheel nut is loose. I mean, the cart might well be before the horse at this point. Indeed. <laughs> it is uh, it's a very interesting period, that. Oh, I mean, Absolutely. I, I just don't want to talk about Can we talk about Newcastle and Man United, please? I mean, we can do. I mean, I, I remember waking up Sunday and I thought... Terrible things are about to happen. Yeah, I, I, just, <laughs> I was just saying we're probably going to lose today. Because I just saw the way that they played in the final against us. Yeah. And we're a weaker team right now than we were then. Without Casemiro. Yeah. Without Casemiro um, as that protector. Marcus Rashford's fine, though. He's fit Yeah. Again. I don't think he is, actually. He doesn't look 100%. No. No, I don't think he should have played. No. I think, I think he's carrying a knock again now because you can just see it. Yeah, you can he see he's not running at full speed. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think he is 100%, yeah. and I think, he, I think he rushed him back in. In fairness, did you see um, the April Fools? 
Which one? So it was an April Fool's that Newcastle were going to give Manchester United a guard of honour for their Carabao You fell for that, didn't you? I, did. I saw you tweet I about did. that. I <laughs> did. You, you fell for that, didn't you? Because I saw a tweet from you that well, morning. I thought, why the and I just hell looked at that and that? I went, and I went, that's not happening. What are you on about? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't twig. I just, okay, I, I just went on to keyboard on. mode and just went, what, what on earth? Why are they doing that? Talk about giving them a psychological advantage. Yeah, no, that was, you fell for that one. Absolute legend. Oh, um, but I thought but they were no, good value for it, Newcastle. Yeah, no, they were. They were uh, you can't, you can't not. I mean, we were, we weren't great, obviously. And, yeah. But I think positive news for us. That's another game out of that ban. Yeah. Casemiro yeah. done. So that's Ericsson, two down now. I think, I think Christian Eriksen's back in training. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. Yeah, but he might, he might be a couple of weeks away. I think. Yeah, from he's not going to be playing. fully fit for a little while, is he? So that's positive. <laughs> I don't think there's a lot else. Anthony Martial's back. Yeah. Getting some minutes under his belt, getting on the pitch. And you know, and I think people are, again, Vegorst is taking a lot of the brunt yeah. of everything again. And it's not oh, stop it. It's not his fault. Why are you you know, everybody everybody knows he's not brilliant a high quality number nine. <laughs> everybody knows that though. Everybody knows that. Yeah. But we know what he brings to the team. Yeah. Guarantee, right? Guarantee. Vort Veghorst will score when Tottenham play Manchester United later this month. I mean, I hope so. That'd be amazing. What's a bet on now? Um, <laughs> but it's like, you can't keep you can't keep going at them because it's not it's not Ten Hag's fault that the, the club wouldn't pay him for, an, a good, for a decent striker when you we knew we, we, knew we needed one. You for a good striker. He is a good striker. Veghorst? He's... He's just no, not a he's, good striker within your team. He's he's a he's a workhorse and he will run. Yeah. But he's not he's not the qual he's not quality. He's not gonna get he's not you're not gonna get what you want from him at that level. No, because again He will work he yeah. will work in uh, and he, he will be very important. He's very important to the way that we press, the way that we, you know, defend as a unit. Yeah. He's become important. But I think you'll find, hopefully, fingers crossed, Martial comes back thinking, right, I've got Ten games to prove myself. Or about, Otherwise, or I'm or out the door. Yeah, I'm off. Yeah, and hopefully that kind of triggers him into the Martial that scores all the goals again, which I thought we were going to get this season until he started having these injury problems. So, would you play Martial down the middle and Rashford out wide, or would you switch that around? No, I think Martial's better as a nine than a, than out wide. Okay. I always have done. Um, I think he plays better with his back to goal than Rashford does. Yeah. But he can also run in behind, so he can do both. Mm -hmm. Whereas Rashford doesn't do so well with the hold-up. And I think that's what, you know, you look at the way that Veghorst plays that's for us. That's the way that Veghorst, he holds the ball up. Yeah, yeah, he holds the ball up and brings the others in. Well, Mar well Martial could do that. And still have the pace to get in behind. And go in behind, whereas, you know, central defenders at the minute, no Veghorst is going to drop in, so they just drop off. Yeah. He's like, go on then. Or they'll, they'll just close down on him because they know that he's not a danger in behind them because he can't spin them. No. So they'll go and meet him. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, you know, that's why the, where the runs become important in those situations. So you've got your out-to-in runs from your wingers so that if a, defend, if a central defender does go up against Vegos, if he gets a little nick on it or can tap it back out to Bruno or say something quick and we can get a ball in behind, that yeah. kind of works then. Um, but 
yeah, I think Martial can do both. So that just keeps defenders thinking. I'm going to ask you something about Bruno Fernandes. Yeah, go on. Do you think he has become... I don't think he's playing as well as he had been, Bruno Fernandes. I think he's becoming more of a hindrance than a than a, a a benefit to the team at the minute. In what way? Well, every time I seem to see him on the pitch, I just yeah. see him either turning around and complaining to somebody or he's complaining to the referee. He doesn't actually seem to be doing what he's supposed to be doing. I don't know. I mean... I'll always back Bruno. I just think, you know, when he came in, he, he he has these moments, but I think he still, at the minute, he's our best midfielder that we've got. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In terms of fitness, who's fit and who's ready to play. He can do ridiculous things with a football that no one else in that team can do. And so, get the thing, what I think they need to do more Get him on the ball more. Yeah. Like, against Newcastle... He wasn't. He was on the periphery it, of the game. Yeah. Exactly. Give him the ball. Let him... Let him get involved. Because, you know, the, the thing that surprised me at the weekend, actually, was Anthony coming off. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I think I it's Anthony because he wanted... some joy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's because he thought... Uh, you know, because he keeps going back to pre-season, and I, too, am like that a little bit. Where we had Rashford, Sancho, and Martial in that preseason, we're on another level yeah. as a as a three. And I think right, I'm bringing Martial on. Let's bring let's bring Jaden on because there's a bit of chemistry between those three. But actually, I think Anthony he was he should have left Anthony on. He had Dan Burn on toast. done so many times. Yeah. And I just thought just just leave that as it is. Um, but yeah, I was a bit. It's a I was a bit surprised that Martinez came off of. I know he was trying to do something different. Yeah. By bringing Pelestri on for Martinez, but that surprised me. That that change. I think you're still in a fairly good position, though. We're in a good position. We got those two games, haven't we, on Tottenham? And your goal difference, I think, is the only thing that I would say. Well, yeah, just, we haven't, and that's yeah. more from obviously the seven goals we shipped to. Um, Liverpool didn't help with that, but we haven't been scoring a lot really this season. No, no. You know, defensively, other than that Liverpool game and the You've City game at the start of the season, yeah. we've been pretty good. Um, obviously the early season was slightly different, but since since that um, City game uh, at the start of the season, up until the Liverpool game, we've been pretty solid. Yeah, but things just seem a little bit. And again, we've not got our man. No, our brick wall. Holding it all we haven't got our brick. Yeah. We haven't got our brick wall in that midfield, and we're playing with the same midfield effectively. I mean, I know Sabitzer played, but yeah. in terms of, I mean, I like I like Sabitzer, but he does need that someone else with him. Yeah, you, because you don't, you don't, he, you don't expect Sabitzer to be there to do no, the dirty work. He's yeah. he's a proper box to boxer. Yeah, you know, and he's been asked, to, and this is why Fred looks bad because Fred isn't. A defensive midfielder. Well, no, no. I, I think no. Yeah. I no. I disagree. I think Fred is the box to box midfielder. Right. But for years, he's been asked to play that defensive role, and it's not really his game. No. All right. Yeah. Not really, what he's about. He's not about sense. He doesn't sense danger necessarily very well. No, he really. But does. you know, Casemiro comes in and it's like boom. I know exactly where you're going to play that ball. I know exactly where you're. You know that we haven't got, and I think, you know, not having Casemiro shows our lack of depth in that area. 
of our team. Um, it's alright, he'll be back just in time to play again, us. And, and it's the same with Scott McTominay as well, by the way. Mm. Scott's the same. Everyone thinks of Scott as his defensive midfielder. He's not a defensive midfielder. He's another one who is a four. He's more of a forward. He, you know, under 23's team, mm. he was a striker. Yeah, I mean, he scored four goals he, for Scotland in the international break. Exactly. He only became a <laughs> midfielder when he got into the first team, and, and I think Jose was the first player. Or, he, or to what maybe towards the end he dropped back into midfield with the under 23s as it was then. Yeah. And then Jose brought him in and stuck him in that defensive role and he was just seen as a defensive midfielder. Ah, good old Jose. But I think Scott McTominay is definitely he's an attacking he's good he he's got a good touch and he can I mean his passing's not brilliant. But you know, there's some argument to say, well, why don't you just stick Scott where Vegorst is? Because <laughs> Scott McTominay will run his socks off. Yeah. He'll do exactly, and this is me, I think Scott will do everything that Vegors can do. Yeah. And he's got a bit more pace than him. <laughs> so he, he he probably could try and run it. not saying absolutely bonkers what I'm saying to you, but I, I don't think that it is. I think you could play Scott McTominay as our number nine, doing the same role that Vegors is doing. Yeah. And I think we might have a bit more danger to him. Eric, Eric, we've got an idea just, for you. I just, I just think, I just, I just think that you know, it's bonkers. I know, but get on the phone. <laughs> give it a go. See what happens. But we'll see how we get on. Anyway, uh, right? Is that? No, we got we one got... more to do. What have we got to do? We've got Nottingham Forest and Wolves to do. Ah, the one all. The one all draw with a Brent, lot of Brent controversy Johnson. at the end Brent. of this game. I didn't see this, so you can talk us through this. So obviously, Nottingham Forest go in front. And yeah. then there is an incident on the field where Daniel Pedence looks like, although it wasn't mm. proven, he wasn't sent off, it looks like yeah. he spat at Brendan Johnson. Uh. Yeah. Was it just a foreshortening of the camera? Did Brendan Johnson he, well, react he, to it? Well, put it this way. He did a spitting motion. Yeah. And Brendan Johnson put his hand to his face. Okay. So he wasn't sent off. VAR said it was no, you know, no foul play or whatever they give for that. And then obviously Pedent yeah. scores the equaliser with seven minutes to go. I think the FA have said that since I'm, uh, they're looking into it. They, they will look into they're... it, yeah, because obviously you can't see it from the camera from VAR's perspective. Yeah. Obviously he might get a retrospective ban for that. It's If disgusting. the ref didn't see it, yeah. It's, it's disgusting, frankly. Yeah, it's dumb, isn't it? To even do it. Um, and it doesn't help your team because you could have it left doesn't. your team deep in the mire there. Yeah, but then he turns around and he scores the goal. Yeah, so Equalizer. three teams. Yeah, it's ridiculous down the bottom. I mean, I've got the live table up now because the games have started. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all kicking off down the bottom. Indeed. Right. So then, that's our Premier League roundup. This week, it's very tight at the top. And, well, lesser tight at the top, let's be honest. Yeah. The battle for fourth is very interesting. Yeah. And then relegation battle is just a madness so far this yeah, season. Uh, so then, shall we have a little look and see what's going on around the world? Let's take a trip around the world, shall we? So there's only one place to start this week, and that is in the Bundesliga, where Thomas Tuchel got off to a winning start as Bayern Munich beat Dortmund to return to the summit with 10 games to go. Will Bayern claim their 11th straight Bundesliga title. We will have to wait and see. In Serie A, Milan 
inflict only Napoli's third defeat of the season. 4-0, though, was the full-time score. Well, that was the biggest shock as Milan move above Inter, who lost to Fiorentina. A seven points separate Lazio in second to Atalanta in sixth, with Juventus four points further back as the race for Europe hots up. PSG lost 1-0 to Lyon as Lons closed the gap to six points at the top of the table. They are level on points with Marseille. PSG and Lons meet in two weeks' time. In La Liga, Karim Benzema scores a seven-minute hat-trick as Real puts six past Valladolid. Just the four for Barcelona against Elche. It looks like the race for seconds for Real Madrid, though. Barcelona, Barcelona have a 12-point lead. In the WSL, Arsenal came from a goal down to beat Manchester City. Leicester got a huge win over Reading to move off the bottom at Brighton's expense. They lost 4-0 to Manchester United. Chelsea and Everton were also winners. Special mentions for Chelsea and Arsenal who progressed through to the Women's Champions League semis midweek. Chelsea face Barcelona while Arsenal take on Wolfsburg. In the MLS, St. Louis is unbeaten run is over. They lost 1-0 to Minnesota. In the A-League, 10-man Melbourne City secure a late draw with Newcastle Jets. Their lead at the top has been cut to two points as Adelaide United make it four wins in a row beating Western Sydney. And lastly this week, till we head to the EFL, where Bolton wins the Papa John's Trophy after beating Plymouth by four goals to nil. Reading have been dropped six points in the championship, dropping them down to 20th place as it stands. And in South Wales, where Cardiff faced Swansea, and Cardiff-born Ben Cabanga scored a 99th-minute winner for Swansea to win the game 3-2 in a pulsating clash in the Principality. Very, very good indeed. Lots to get excited about. Um, I'm just—I was just having a look there while you were doing that to see if Paul Pop was back in Juventus team, but it don't look like he looks like he's injured again. Oh, he's injured again. Because he wasn't on the bench. And he... Oops. So, uh, I mean, I think he's played like two games for Juve since he went back. At least they didn't pay any money for him, I guess. Crazy. <laughs> right. That was real good. Round the world we go. Um, I think that's pretty much it, isn't it? No, we have an update. What? We have a Donis update? We have a Donis update. Has he played football? He has played football. The Austrian Bundesliga has now split into two. So the top okay. six and the bottom six. Now, I sort of remember this from last year. Yeah, because with... El Tac were in the same situation. Yeah. They are in the same situation again. They are in the bottom six. So the bottom side is relegated to the next division, the second division of the Austrian Bundesliga. But Hartberg lost by a goal to nil. Jurich with the goal for them. Donis lasted just over an hour. He was booked again, though. So at least he's right. contributing. I mean... Sure. He gave away a free kick. I don't sure. think they scored from it. <laughs> uh, quite helpful. Well, Donis, I mean, I'll be honest. This is bad. I mean, it's, it's not it is, It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Right, okay, so that's your Donis update. Um, should we have a look at... I mean, obviously there's games in midweek. Yeah. Um, but let's have a look at the weekend fixtures in the Premier League. Okay, so match day 30. In the Premier League, we start at Old Trafford. Manchester United taking on Everton. Three o'clock games. There is Aston Villa versus Nottingham Forest. Brentford taking on Newcastle. Fulham taking on West Ham. Wolves taking on Chelsea. Tottenham taking on Brighton. Leicester taking on Bournemouth. Before the 5.30 game at St Mary's. Southampton versus Manchester City. 
and then two games on Sunday. Leeds against Crystal Palace, another big game down the bottom at two o'clock before we head to Anfield for Liverpool taking on Arsenal. Going to be a very interesting one, that Liverpool-Arsenal game. Because they don't have a great record there. They don't have a great record at Anfield. But Liverpool aren't Liverpool right now, but on occasion they've showed up. Yes. And I would And Manchester City will be very, very much hoping that Liverpool show up. And I would imagine Jurgen Klopp has probably had a word (laughs) about their performance. I mean, we'll see with the Chelsea game that they play this midweek, whether they respond or not. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Right, so uh, that's it from us this week. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget, you can get in touch with us here uh, by tweeting us at Let's Football Pod. You can email us at letsfootballpod at gmail.com. Like I said, we'll be back next week discussing all the big talking points from the Premier League that week and also anything else that might be happening interesting. Uh, But for now, we'll see you all then. All right. Bye. Bye.